fills this place. You alone deserve our praise. The name above all names, be exalted now in the heavens as your glory fills this place. You alone deserve our praise. You're the name above all names. Yes, Lord. As your glory fills this place, you alone deserve our praise. You're the name above all names. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name, worthy is your name, Jesus, you deserve the praise, worthy is your name, worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise, worthy is your name. Father God, we bless and worship you. Speak your word to us. We pray, O oh God, that you would touch us, make us more like Jesus. We pray that you speak to us, O oh God. May it not be of the letter, but of the Holy Spirit. Make us more and more like Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. We may take our seats. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time, God is good. We had a very wonderful series we just finished on the right mindset. Hallelujah. Right and wrong thinking. Amen. Today I want to just share with you something which is very important. Actually everything is important in the word of God. Hallelujah. But this is really, really important that will change our lives. Let's look at a couple of verses before I give the title of the message. Let's look at Psalm 103 verse 1 to 3. Psalm 103, verse 1 to 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Let's continue. Verse 4. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles? Now let's start again from verse 1 and let's move swiftly, smoothly, with no delay from verse 1 to 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles? Now, this is very, very powerful. This verse is just telling us about how the psalmist was so appreciative of what God has done in his life. That he said, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Now, there are times that we don't feel like blessing the Lord. There are times that we feel discouraged. There are times that we feel I mean, we are going through difficulties. There are times that we feel like crying. There are times that things might not be going our way. So that's why we have to tell our soul 
bless the Lord. You realize that the psalmist was saying, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Because it could be that he might not feel like blessing the Lord. But in all things, we must bless the Lord. So bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Why? Why should we tell our soul to bless the Lord? Oh, my soul, have you not seen, have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord of the ends of the earth, or the creator of the ends of the earth, he fainted not. There is no shadow of turning in him. He is not weary. He is not tired. He doesn't get tired. So the, the, the person was saying, bless the Lord, or the Bible was saying, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Have you not? So, so sometimes you and I need to tell our soul, have you not heard? Yes, you are going through difficulties. You feel that things are going under, but have you not heard? Have you not known? Have you not seen that the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, he fainted not, meaning that he, he doesn't get tired. So you and I must sometimes tell our soul that, look, I bless you, Lord, in spite of what I'm going through. And someone we know in the Bible had that very, very good understanding. Let's look at Job. I'm going to know that I'm speaking to someone here. We'll talk about these verses again soon, but let's look at Job chapter 1. Let's start from verse 20 to 22. So what happened before this? Job lost everything. He, he was the, right, the most righteous man in the East. He was the richest man upright in everything. Think about it. He was so upright that God could brag on him. As Satan was moving up and down, to and fro, uh, upon the earth, God, he, uh, when the sons of God or the angels presented themselves before the Lord, Satan also came. And then God asked Satan, have you considered my servant Job, seeing that he's upright and righteous and he, he's the most feared, I mean, he fears me more than anyone in this world. He's the most upright and righteous man. Then what happened was that Satan told God that, do you think that Job fears you for nothing? Of course, we talked about this in our previous series. Do you think Job fears you for nothing? Do you not know that it's because of your hedge of protection that is around Job and around his house and around everything he owns? That is why he is worshiping you. But if you take these things away from him, he would curse you to his face, your face. So God told Job, uh, uh, Satan, you can do anything you want to Job, but don't touch his body. Then, of course, later on, he was able to afflict him with so many boils, boils from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. But after Job lost everything, after Job lost his family, his children, lost his business, lost everything, verse 20, then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. Hey, is that a response to tragedy? Losing everything all at once, he's lost his business, he's lost his income, lost everything, and then loses his children. And said, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Verse 22. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God falsely. So I want to talk about the power of thanksgiving and praise. The power of thanksgiving and praise. Hallelujah. How many are ready to hear the word of God? You can pray amiss. Actually, James says that you do not have because you pray amiss. You pray with the wrong motives. You pray missing the mark. Hallelujah. So you can pray amiss, but you cannot praise amiss. It's going to be tough to praise amiss when you are blessing God, thanking him for something he's done. You cannot praise amiss, but you can pray amiss. Hallelujah. So you ask and you receive not because you ask amiss that he may consume it upon your lusts. What does it say in NLT? NLT. What does it say? And even when you do ask, you don't get it because you because your whole motive is wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. So why is 
praise and thanksgiving powerful? I'll give us some few points and then I'll go straight to why it is powerful with examples in the Bible, why praise and thanksgiving are powerful. You can speak to God. There are times that people have prayed to God, have fasted and prayed to God for God to deliver them. And the deliverance or the answer only came as they began to praise and as they began to thank God. So there are times that it is only through praise and thanksgiving and worship that God opens certain doors or that God delivers, delivers in certain ways. Hallelujah. We'll talk about the children of Israel. We'll talk about different times in the Bible where God only responded to praise and thanksgiving. Even our faith is connected to praise and thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Look, let me just give you one verse. We'll talk about it again. Look at Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 24 or 25. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 25. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God, or have the faith of God, or have the God kind of faith. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, oh glory to God, did I hear whosoever? That same whosoever, what we are about to read, that word whosoever we are about to read here, is the same whosoever in John 3.16. Let's go to John 3.16 and we'll come back here. John 3, 16. Well, we know it. You can keep it here just for time's sake. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. That whosoever is what you and I stand on knowing that once we confess Jesus Christ as Lord, once we have faith that Jesus is God, he died on the cross for our sins, his blood was shed for us, God raised him from the dead, we are saved because we are part of the whosoever. So blessed be God, if whosoever in John 3.16 means me, you can sure bet that whosoever in Mark 11.23 means me. Now let's see what happens in Mark 11.23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, <clears throat> he was looking at a literal mountain, but when you read the same account in Mark, it talks about the fact that any one of you who is able to have faith to say to a mountain, be moved to yonder place, and does not doubt, it will, be, it will happen. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. The next verse is what we are looking for. Therefore, I say unto you, have faith in God. And the faith in God proclaims and speaks and proclaims in faith, commands in faith, not God, but circumstances. Then the next part, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. How do you believe you receive? You thank God for it. How do you believe you receive? You praise and thank God for it. Because if you are looking for a major breakthrough and God give it to you, you'll be thanking God, you'll be sharing a testimony, you'll be rejoicing, you'll be blessing God, you'll be praising him and you'll be thanking him. So God is saying that when you pray, when you stand praying, when you pray, therefore I say unto you, where, what things have I desire when you pray? When you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. So you can clearly see an attitude of thanking God and praising him before you are guaranteed this verse 24. How many can see it clearly? Yeah. So there's power in thanksgiving and praise, and we'll continue to talk about it. But why is it so important? Let's look at Revelation chapter 1, verse 5 to 6. Revelation chapter 1, verse 5 to 6. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Why should we praise God? Because it is our duty as priests to praise God. I didn't hear an amen. amen. It is our duty 
we need to praise God because it is our duty as Christians. And we as Christians are now priests. Hallelujah. Look at this in NLT, verse 5 and 6. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness of these things, the first to rise from the dead. That's the first begotten, or firstborn from the dead. And the commander of all the rulers of the world, all praise to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. He has made us his kingdom and his priests who serve before God his Father. Give to him everlasting glory. He rules forever and ever. Amen. One of the duties of a priest was to praise God and to minister to the Lord in the tabernacle. To minister to him, to offer incense to him, to praise him and to thank him. That is one of our duties as Christians. Oh, hallelujah. Look at First Peter chapter 2, verse 5 and 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 and 9. It is very important. We are not just talking about praising God in church. We are talking about a lifestyle of praise and worship. We are talking about a lifestyle of thanking God where when we see something good happen, we know that it is from God because all good and perfect gifts, all, not some, all good and perfect gifts come from the Lord, all. So it is not some gifts. So if something was genuinely good, it is from God. The Bible says the blessings of the Lord, they make it rich, but addeth no sorrows. So it means that there are, in quotes, blessings, or there are things that can be God, you, you can, we and I can receive from the world, which will have sorrows attached to it. But the blessings that God gives, they make us rich, not just rich financially, but rich in our lives, rich in good deeds, rich in everything good, and they don't have any sorrows attached to them. Can I have an amen? amen. So we're reading First Peter 2. Yes, Sam, yeah, good. Yeah, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. What do we think the spiritual sacrifices are? Let's look at verse 9, verse 5 and 9. Then we go home, we can read from 5 to 9. It's always good to read the context, otherwise you can miss it. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, an holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Anytime we are reading the Bible, let's not take verses out of context. We need to read the whole context of the verse. Because remember that when the epistles were written, they were not written in verses and chapters. So sometimes the verses and chapters, if you are not careful, they might cause us to miss the big picture. So you and I must read around it. That's why I like to read a number of verses before and a number of verses after to be able to get the whole story. What's the audience? What, what was the, 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 the author, the Holy Ghost through the author trying to see? Who was he speaking to? What was he trying to say? Was there a promise? Was there a warning? What, what was going on? We need to know that. Now let's look at this in NLT and let's start from verse 5 again. So it is our duty as children of God, as priests, we read first. Now this also. And now God is building you as living stones into his spiritual temple. What more, you are God's holy priests. Glory to God, we saw that. Because it's only priests who have access to the tabernacle, the holy place, and the holy of holies. And you and I have access because the curtain was torn from top to bottom, and we are priests, therefore we have the ability to minister in the tabernacle. Not a physical tabernacle made with hands, but glory to God. The Bible says, go boldly unto the throne of grace, right into the throne of grace, where we could obtain grace and help in our time of need. And now God is building you as living stones into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are God's holy priests who offer the spiritual sacrifices that 
please him because of Jesus Christ. Now we'll find out what he's talking about. Let's, let's continue. But you are not like that. You are a chosen people. You are a kingdom of priests. God's holy nation. His very own possession. This is so. This is so. You can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful or marvelous light. Hallelujah. It's our duty. Many Christians miss out on their duty as Christians to bless the Lord. But you see that there are so many reasons to bless him. Hebrews chapter 13, NLT, verse 15 to 16. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13, 15 to 16. Oh, glory to God. Hebrews chapter 13. Are we hearing God's word? With Jesus' help, let us continually offer our sacrifice of praise to God by proclaiming the glory of his name. We, we keep hearing, seeing that. Don't forget to do good and to share what you have with those in need, for such sacrifices are very pleasing to God. Now, this is very important. We talked about this uh, during our weekday service. But this is very important because when you read this in context, it's saying that we need to do two things. One is, let's go back to verse uh, 15. One is, with Jesus' help, we must offer our sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming the glory of his name. Did you get that? And also, don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. For such sacrifices are very pleasing to God. So it is very clear that part A, let's go back to 15. And use King James now for, for 15 and 16. Now, if you go back to part A, you realize that by him, therefore, let us. Let us, a command, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Glory to God, not once in a while. Continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So offer the sacrifice of praise. So praise is also a sacrifice, but continually. Then it explains it. That is the fruit of our lips. So it, is, it's, it has to come from the mouth. Not just action. It must come from the mouth. What comes from the mouth must be backed with what we are doing. Giving thanks to his name. Glory to God. Did you get that? We have to give thanks to his name. We have to bless his name. I bless the name of the Lord. I, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Bless the name of the Lord. The fruit of our lips. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So as we are worshiping and praising and thanking him, we must remember that true worship and praise and thanksgiving to God will also be reflected in our helping the needy and poor. That's why it's such a big deal for me these days. Well, for some time, ever since I learned it. I started to learn. My sister and I were talking, and she was saying that, she asked the question, why is it that, let's do a study. People are paying tithe, they are giving offerings, but we are supposed to be rich millionaires. What's going on? So I started to dive into giving and how to be rich from the Bible, based on Bible. And God opened the floodgates and told me everything in the Bible which cannot be, it, it, it is 0% chance that it will not work. Because it's all over the Bible. And the promises are too clear that it is as, it, it is, if it doesn't work, it's similar to saying tomorrow didn't come. Because the Bible is surer than tomorrow. Who glory to God, did you get that? So it opened all these things up. Then I discovered a gold chest. But to do good and to communicate, I have to share that. I've not had a chance. I shared it uh, some time back when I was in 
Cleveland. But to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So God is so pleased. In fact, God is pleased when we sacrifice in praise and thanksgiving to him. But he is well pleased when we sacrifice in praise and thanksgiving and then we help others as a form of worship to him. Glory, 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 glory. Well, please. Why should we bless the Lord also? What are some other reasons we must bless the Lord? We must bless the Lord because we have what many people are looking for. God, in fact, even the homeless person has something to be, something to be thankful for. Because at least the homeless person, God is able to feed them. God is able to look after them. But the greatest reason why the homeless person should even thank God is because Jesus died for them. God saved them. Actually, if God were to do nothing for us again in this life, meaning that live without help from God, he has done the best he could do, and his, his love is clear, and he's done the best, the greatest thing he can do without him doing anything for us. When you read about the love of God in the New Testament, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon, bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God? For God commended his love toward us in that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So even without God doing a single thing for you and I, he has done the best thing that God will come down and become a man and die for us to save us from our sins. But God is so wonderful that he does not just end there. He blesses us with so many other things. I said he blesses us with so many other things. We've seen his tangible miracles. In fact, in the past, we are not also sure about miracles and those things. Long time ago, right? Until you've seen, it's, I mean, you can't doubt it again. Many times when every time I go and God performs miracles, you, when I'm interviewing the people, you still that I'm still trying to be sure. Are you... Until they said, look, somebody, a number of people have told me that, look, I tell you, I couldn't see, I can see. I, I mean, it's like, come on, stop, stop, stop doubting. I can see. It's clear. <laughs> have you not seen that before? Yeah. So God is still wonderful and still doing so many things. Whether or not he does it, he's still the best. He's still done the best he could do for us. But God is so wonderful. That's what the Bible says. For, for God is faithful and he will not allow any of us to be tempted above what we are able. But with every temptation, he will always have a way of escape. So, number one, he's faithful to not allow us to be tempted above what we are able. If that was all, he's done a fantastic job. He doesn't need to do any more. But he's also provided a way of escape. What a God we serve. So we must have many things to be thankful to God for. For his miracles, for his blessings, for everything he has done. Also, let's go back to Psalm 103, verse 1 to 5 again. Talking about why we must count our blessings. If we count our blessings, we will be shocked what God has done. Sometimes you can be sad. God, you've left me, you've forsaken me. Just like the apostles were saying, Lord, you've forsaken me. We are sinking. We are in the boat and the boat is sinking. But how can Christ sink? They should have realized that Christ, God cannot sink. The one who walked on water, the one who raised the dead, the one who calmed the storm, if he's sleeping in the boat and the boat is sinking, he will not sink. How is, he, how is God going to sink? So you and I must also see that if God is with us and he's with us, how can we sink when God is with us? The solid rock. I cannot go down. None of us can go down. It is impossible for us to go down. Why? Because anyone who stands on the word of God cannot go down because the word cannot go down. The word is the most solid foundation. So if the word, I'm standing on his word, I cannot go down because the word cannot go down. So the key is standing on his word. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So from now on, you and I must have an attitude of blessing him from the inside. You must be there and one as you are, you are just reflecting on him. Who glory, you are so good, Lord. 
Sometimes you must weep because of how good he is. I don't deserve his goodness. I don't deserve his kindness. I don't deserve his faithfulness. What kind of God is this? That I don't deserve his faithfulness and yet he's been so good to me. You've been so good to me. You've been so kind to me. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not his benefits. What are some of his benefits? Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? That is so powerful. Because when he forgives your iniquities, he removes the stain of unrighteousness. If he did not remove the sin of righteousness and forgive us, then we are forgiven, but the dark black mark is still in our soul. It's still there. It's still there. Labeling us. But he also removes the stain of unrighteousness. He forgiveth all our iniquities. He could do that because of the cross. Oh, because of the cross. First John 1, 9. Let's look at First John. And then remember to come back to verse 3. First John chapter 1, let's start from verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, so you realize that if we say we have fellowship with him and live in darkness, walk in intentional darkness, walk in intentional sin, intentionally walking in darkness, we are lying and do not do the truth. Verse 7, but if we walk in the light, oh glory to God, what is the light? If we walk in the light, it doesn't mean you must put on the light or make sure the sun is shining and then you are walking. Yeah, it's good for vitamin D to walk in the light, the sun. But that's not what God is talking about. Walk in the light means walk in his word. Who glory to God. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, he draws an inapproachable light. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And the same was with God in the beginning. All things were made by him and without him was not made anything that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. John chapter 1 verse 1 to 4, 5. In him was light, light, in him was a life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended him not. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light of his word. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. So let's continue. First John. Waiting. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Who glory to God. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. This has nothing to do yet with forgiveness or confessing. Because as we are walking in his word, glory. As we are walking in his word, let's go back to verse 7. As we are walking in his word, because it's difficult to walk in the word consistently and be in darkness because you are walking in the light so it will remove all wrong who glory to god you do have fellowship one with another and the blood of jesus christ's son cleanseth us from all sin cleanseth us some people don't see sin as not walking in love some people don't see sin. So many people are not working in love. Many people will talk against pastors or Christians. People will bash. People will say all sorts of things. People will even be judged dread and be judging that this person is proud. This person is the, all sorts of things. They are, they, are, they are not working in the light. But the blood of Jesus has his, a way of cleansing us from all sin because at a point when you are working in the word for, for a while, you will not be condemning people or judging people. It's impossible to be walking in the word, be reading the word over and over again and be judging people. When Jesus said, judge not, otherwise you'll be judged. It's, 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 it's not done. Because the word of God cleans us. They are clean by my word. So if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ's son cleanseth us from all sin. The blood, the blood is so powerful. Let's continue. But the people, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us because we are calling him a liar. But if we confess our sins, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from most unrighteousness. No. All unrighteousness. 
all unrighteousness. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. All, all, all. So we have a lot to be thankful for. Then verse 10 says what? If we say that we have no sin, or if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So let's go back to Psalm 103, verse 3. So bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not his benefits. Don't forget all his benefits. What are some of his benefits? Let's continue. Verse 3. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, the intentional, willing sin, and the other kinds of sin. God, forgive all of us for all iniquity and sin. Oh, all liars shall find their path. I didn't hear you. The Bible says it. All liars shall have their path in the lake of fire. So some of them might say, oh, I didn't do this, I didn't do this, but I lie. But there's white lie, small lie, Rehab lied. Rahab was not justified for her lie. She sinned for lying. When you look at the Bible in Hebrews, for her called the hero, uh, hero of faith, and in James, I'll talk about this when I talk about lies, but just, just a touch. Uh, uh, Hebrews and James, you realize that they commended her for having faith in God and hiding the spies, sending them another way. That was what she did. And then she sinned, but because she was righteous, God forgave her. But what should she have done instead of lie? Be like the three Hebrew boys. That's what God would have expected. We'll go into that another time. It's very clear. I can explain it, but that's not the message. We'll talk about it. Or you can go to Facebook. I talked about the damaging effect of lies, and it's very detailed in it. Hallelujah. Verse 4. Yeah, no, sorry, verse 3. And who healeth most of our diseases. Wow. So this verse means that, yes, it's okay to take antibiotics, but the time should come that I should not be taking antibiotics. Yeah. I should be, uh, yeah, so hopefully by the grace of God, the last one should be the last. <laughs> because one of his benefits is who heals all. Even though he uses medicine to also heal too. Hallelujah. But healing is a benefit of God. It's a benefit from God. And we must rejoice and thank God for it. Verse 4. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? So there are times that the devil wants to destroy us. But God redeemeth our lives from destruction. He protects us. He protects us not only from death, but from destruction in hell. What do I mean? For he ever liveth to make intercession for us. What's Jesus doing right now? Is he sleeping? No. He's at God's right hand interceding. It was when he was a human that he slept. How can God sleep? He's not, he's not asleep. He's interceding. Ever since, two, for 2,000 years, he's interceding, and he's still interceding for us. First John chapter 2, verse 1 says, My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. First John 2, 1. We have an advocate with the Father. Advocate. And that word advocate is paraclete, which means lawyer, which means a defense, a counsel. So we have an advocate with the Father. So this is not a license to sin, but this is saying that we should not sin. That is why he's writing the book of John. But if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So there's a lot. He, 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 he redeemeth us from destruction, destruction of hell, destroying our lives, destroying our lives, dying. He delivers us. First John 3, 4. He destroys he destroys all the works of the devil against us. We have a lot to be thankful for. 
I said, we have a lot to be thankful for. Psalm 103, verse 4. We have a lot to be thankful for. Hallelujah to Jesus. Verse 4. Hallelujah. Who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? This, 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 this is awesome. The Bible says he remembers our frame, that we are but dust. And he's rich in mercy, loving kindness, compassion, pity. He's very pitiful, very compassionate, very tender in mercies. These people don't deserve it. These people, because of their sins, they don't deserve it. But because of my tender mercies, because of my pity, I will just crown them with loving kindness. I'll be kind to them, but not just kind. I would have loving kindness. Look at it in NLT. And tender mercies. Oh, there's a lot to thank God for. There's a lot to praise him for, especially knowing how we are. He ransoms me from death and surrounds me with love and tender mercies. Look at this in Amplified. Glory to God. Glory to God. Who redeems your life from the pit and corruption? Who beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy? Let's use another version and then we'll continue. Glory to God. Oh, what a God we serve. We don't just serve him because of what he gives us. We must serve him in the greater way. When you serve God in the greater way, I'm serving you, oh God, not because of the car. Who? Not because of the car, not because of the house. Those are benefits he gives us. But God is deeper than that. I am blessing you because of your tender mercies. I'm blessing you because of how you love me. I'm blessing you. What a blessing. God, you are so good. You are so good. You are so good. Okay. No, let's message. Let, let, let's, let's continue. <laughs> let's go back to NLT verse 6. <laughs> message will let us laugh. The, uh, yes, then it verse 5, please. Sorry. How many see a lot to be thankful for? Verse 5. Who satisfies, glory to God, did you get that? Who satisfies thy mouth with good things? Who, oh, thank you, O oh God. You are eating uh, bologna and uh, 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 scavenging. Oh, bless you, Jesus, you have provided. Oh, bless you, Jesus. What, what are some of the poor? Food. Anyway, some people who are rich still like bologna. Hold on. Hold on. Whatever the low cheap food is. Because some of the rich, some of the good food that are helpful are more expensive. Apart from let you, uh, 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 what cabbage and some of the other stuff which are healthy. Oh glory. So um, look, you 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 are, you are scavenging. Oh bless you, Lord. Thank you for what I have. Thank you for filling my mouth and satisfying my mouth with good things. As you continue to thank him and praise him, watch as you are eating the good things of life. You are eating the good. You are eating the good because you are appreciating him. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things? And you ever get the chance to eat a good thing. We are not just talking about food. But who, who satisfies thy mouth with good things? Not only what you put in, but even what you see, you are saying good things. Good things are coming out of your mouth. Praiseworthy things are coming out of your mouth. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Oh, and the eagle. Don't they shed? And they, they are refreshed. They are, they are like a new. So it means that as the youth, glory to God. Amen. I'm, I'm 18 in the, in the body. Amen. I have the body and strength of an 18-year-old. I don't want to embarrass my son. As I outrun him. <sighs> Imagine, race, outrun him. But God made me outrun him to prove the point. Oh, glory to God. Your youth is renewed like the eagles. It means that as 
your strength is weakening, then new one comes. As your strength is going down, then new one comes. As your youth is going down, then it's renewed. And you see old people, there are 70-year-old people who are outrunning you and I. With ease. I said with ease. There are many. By the grace of God, as we are 70, 75, 80, may we outrun. Or even if you are not outrunning, at least may we endure and climb hills past 21-year-olds. Oh, I believe it. Glory to God. Because the Bible says it. I believe it. I can, I can stand my ground and I can be confident to say that... I, as I grow, my, my body will be strong. Not because you can feel it, but because you are, what, are speaking in faith. You are confessing Psalm 103 verse 5. You see, as of the Bible, it's very clear. It's, it's, it's alive to those who accept it. The Bible, if there's a promise in the Bible and you hold on to it, it becomes yours. Oh, yes. Ever since we were in church in Minnesota, I used to confess I have the strength. What do I say? Was it 18 or 21? What? 18 year old. Confess. 18. We're all laughing. I know. We're running. Oh, yeah. Until this sprinter, Etta, stand up so that they can see you. She's a sprinter. She was doing sprinting in school. Track. Another, and, and, and Abigail, too, and a few others. Oh, you're a part of it. I was actually part of it. Yeah. And we were running, racing through the church. That was also exercise. B uh, 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 outside the church in Minnesota. I passed them. I'm much older than them. I, I, um, I, I, I finished before them and were. Some gave up. Who? <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. I was going on outreach with my son and daughter. <laughs> this thing, you are not going to hear. You, you, you hear it all the time. I was going on outreach with my son and daughter, and I was ex advising them that look, God said, "They that wait upon the Lord, they will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles." So you, as you are young, it's important for you to wait on the Lord and depend upon him and he'll give you strength but if you don't even I your father who is much older than you I would be able to outrun you because of the strength God is giving to me but if you do what you, are need, you need to do and your strength is renewed by the, God, the Lord you do 100 times more than me he said yeah right so I said okay let's go <laughs> we went this guy. we went my daughter was the time, the, if I'm lying, just see it. <laughs> she, she held the time. Start! Run! Run! At the end, who won? Say it loud. Thank you. Why? Because God wanted to prove that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Oh, we went back. How many laps? Do you remember? How many laps? At least what? At least 10. God has a way of proving his word. So that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. So we have a lot to thank God for. Oh, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Oh, glory. So count your blessings. And when you name them one by one, one by one, You'll be surprised what God has done. I'll give one more, and I'm sure we'll continue next week, God willing. Next, thank and praise God. But the, 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 the actual verses and the application of it is mind-blowing. You would be in victory automatically. Amen. But the next, because it is well with you. Oh, hallelujah. Because it is well with you and because you are more than a conqueror. I've never been a conqueror. I never will be. Because I can't find a scripture that I can hold on to. 
what I can find in the Bible is that I'm more than a conqueror. Glory to God. So if I'm more than a conqueror, then I can hold on to that and say that I am more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. We are more than conquerors. We are not conquerors because you can't find scripture for that. Who glory to God. We are more than conquerors. Romans chapter 8. Let's, start for, let's, go, let, let's, let's go to verse 33. And then we'll come to the verse we are looking for. Verse 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Continue. Who is it that condemneth? It is Christ. Yea, rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us? Please continue. Who shall separate? Okay, no. Go to verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Please continue. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, shall distress, distress, shall persecution, shall famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, come on, next, quickly. Nay, nay, in all these things we are conquerors. No, more, glory, more. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. More than conquerors. So I stand on Romans 8.37 to say I'm more than a conqueror. Because we need scripture to back what you are holding on to. If I say I'm a conqueror, I can't find scripture because I'm lowering the standards. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved us. For I'm persuaded. Then it continues. Neither death. Verse 38. No life. Come on. For I'm persuaded. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor any other, come on, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Which? So it's not just the love of God is just finished. No. Which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So all these things apply if we are in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is connected to Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 8.28. Why should we praise God? Because it is well with us. And we know. Oh, glory. And we know. That most things. That about 80% of things. About 99% of things. About 99% of things. About 99.5% of things. Actually, you can even round, round 99.5, you can round it up to 100. But even that, no. 99.999, no, because there's 0.00, so it's possible that there'll be a, 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 a wrong. No. All things. And we know, so you and I must know. As we are living our lives, we must know. And we know, very important, if you don't know it, you will not praise God in the midst of storm. If you don't know it, it will be difficult to thank God and praise him in the midst of someone. The Bible says, in all things, give thanks to God, which is the will of God. How are you going to give thanks to God when you don't know? When you don't know? Because if things are going down, you feel that there's no hope. I'm sinking. How can I thank God? Let me rather cry and throw in the towel. I'll throw in the towel of life because I'm done. But we know. Then there's nothing to throw off. You can't throw out, you, you, can't, you can't give up. And we know that all things, glory to God. I said all things, good, bad, ugly, all things. All things, disappointments, failures, all things. Oh, glory to God. Even losing something. How, anyway, Saul's situation is, King Saul is a bit touchy situation because 
he was not chosen by God, he was chosen by the people. But nevertheless, how did he get to meet the prophet to be anointed king? There was a loss of donkeys. So in losing them, he gained something. No matter what it is, whether you lose something, whether you are disappointed, sometimes prayers not being answered and we know. God, you didn't answer my prayers. Why didn't you give me that thing? Why didn't you give me that job? Why didn't you give me that uh, beloved? Oh, I loved her. I wanted her. Why did you cause her to choose another man? And we know. Who oh, glory to God. And we know. Because sometimes God answering the prayers can cause this, it can mean the end of your life. What am I talking about? Those companies that someone went and sprayed the people and killed the employees there. Oh God, give me that job. God, give it to me. Oh God, you failed me. You didn't give me that job. Until they kill the people in the office, then you say, that, thank God you delivered me. And we know. <laughs> and we know that all things work together for good. Somehow, God is like a matrix. Somehow, God is able to work things together for our good. Even from the beginning of the Adamic race. And Adam sinning and God's prophecy about the seed of the woman. All the way till now, God's great wisdom has organized things to me, even though the seed of the woman was almost corrupt and God had to destroy the world because of Noah and preserve the righteous Noah so that the seed of the woman will be intact and not be corrupt. All through till now, God's wise master plan is still intact. And everything he said on his, in his word, he's able to watch over his word to perform it. He's been able to watch over his word with, so that nothing will be broken. Everything he has spoken and uttered out of his mouth has come to pass and has never been violated. How much more my life in your life? When the Bible says he upholds the universe by the word of his power, Christ is, is, is upholding the universe by the word of his power. My life and your life is a small thing. When you look at the galaxies, you look at the stars, the Bible says that he expands the heavens like a curtain. He's, he, he's maintaining the universe just by the word he spoke. My life and your life is nothing for him. So all things will work together for my good and your good because we love God, because we are the called according to his purpose. So we must also accept the call. Oh, this is a lot to be thankful for. So it means that whatever happens in my life, whatever I'm going through, yes, I'll be sad. Yes, I'll be going through difficulty at times. But I know God is going to take me over the difficulty. God is going to see me succeed. God is going to make sure I'm more than a conqueror. I'm victorious. The Bible says in all these things, we are more than conquerors. The Bible says that we, are, we receive the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have victory already. We have already overcome the world. First John 5, 4 says, for, for whosoever is born of God, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And we achieve this victory over the world through our faith. Oh, there's a lot to be thankful for. There's a lot to be thankful for. God is so good. I'm not out of word. I'm just out of time. We'll continue, God willing, next week, God willing. Let's bless the Lord and thank him for how good he's been. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Oh, glory to God. Let's just speak to the Lord and ask him to be gracious. Lord, be gracious. Give me the heart of joy, the joy of the Lord. May it be my strength. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. Lord, may I be thankful in all things. We know that you appreciate and you like and love an attitude of thanksgiving and praise. Father God, give us the grace to love you, to honor you, to worship you. In the name of Jesus. We want to know you more, Lord.
We want to love you more, Lord. We want to bless you, Lord. We want to praise you, Jesus. You are faithful. You are holy. You are true. You are true. Bless you, Lord. We worship you. Just speak to him and give him praise and thanks. Oh, my soul, worship your holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, oh, my soul, worship his holy Bless the Lord one more time. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord oh my soul. Oh, oh, oh my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to bless and worship you. Thank you for how rich your love is. Thank you for your benefits. Bless the Lord, oh, our soul, and all that is within us. Bless your holy name. Bless you, oh God, all our soul. We will not forget your benefits. For you forgive our sins. You heal our diseases. You crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies. You deliver us from destruction. Thank you, O oh God, and you satisfy our mouths with good things. And our youth is renewed like the eagles. We bless you. Give us hearts of gratitude and thanksgiving and hearts of praise that is a, a heart of praise that are reflected or, or that, that reflect our praise and worship to you by what we do for you. In Jesus' name. Whilst we are praying, if you are watching online or you are on Zoom or you are here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you know in your heart that you are far away from God, if you know in your heart that if you die today, you do not know whether you go to heaven or hell, if you want a relationship with this wonderful God, then I want you to, wherever you are, just raise your hands and I'll pray with you. Let's all repeat after me our confession of faith. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Father God, we pray for those who just gave their lives to Christ or those who give their lives to Christ as they watch. Bless and keep and preserve them. May Christ Jesus be formed in them and in their hearts. In Jesus' name. And keep them away, O oh Lord, and deliver them from the evil one. And preserve them in Jesus' name. Amen. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Is giving time. Giving time means what? Blessing time. Let's, we are out of time. Let's take out, uh, let's pay, if you have your tithe, your first and best, you can uh, just raise it and let's share a word of prayer. Hallelujah. Your tithe, first and best. Okay, shall we pray? Father God, bless our tithe. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All the blessings that come with tithing, may we receive them. Hallelujah. Those who have their offerings, you can also raise your offering. Father God, bless our offering, Lord. Use it to feather your kingdom. Increase and multiply our offerings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's just give hallelujah. Father God, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you those online. Of course, uh, Zoom will still be around. But God bless you those online. I want to say have a good, favorable week for all of us, including those online. In Jesus' name. Shalom, shalom. We welcome our sister.